You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, let's get a few football questions in, John. The Texans, of course, sitting at 1-6-1 and right now. If the season ended today, John, the Texans are on the clock for the first pick in the draft. And this is not a mailbag question, John, but if you had to mock draft it right now, first pick in the draft, the draft is tomorrow. Who do the Texans take? Alabama quarterback Bryce Young over Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud. Although now I think the Colts are going to get the first pick and the Texans will get the second pick. And I'm guessing the Colts would go for Stroud. and That would leave Bryce Young for the Texans. So you think the Colts are 3-5-1 and one right now. It's not like they're 1-8. Uh, you, you, so you think they're going they're going to have to go 0 for the rest of the way. You don't think they win a game the rest of the year? Now I think the Texans are going to beat them up there. I'd be shocked if they keep playing Sam Ellinger at quarterback. He has been awful. They'd have to turn to Nick Foles. They don't have anybody on the staff who's called plays in the NFL. I think Jim Mersey did this because he wants to get the top pick so he can finally get another franchise quarterback to follow in the steps of Andrew Luck for the last time they had the first pick in the draft. That's fascinating. So you think Ursay's main motivation in hiring Jeff Saturday is to tank the season? <laughs> He'll never say that, but why else would he do it? Maybe he likes Jeff Saturday, John. You know, the Texans were ready sure to hire Josh like McCown. Texans, <laughs> what do y'all do? Hire McCown to be his coordinator. Okay, well, that, we, actually have a, um, we actually have a mailbag question to that. Laura in Westview asks, how crazy, he said, or she, says, uh, guys, how crazy is the Jeff Saturday hire? Does this make it any more or less likely that the Texans would look at Josh McCown again? John, does this Jeff Saturday thing have any sort of implication on the Texans' thought process down the road when someday Lovey Smith is no longer the head coach? None whatsoever. By the time that happens, I think McCown will be an assistant coach somewhere in the NFL on his way to being a head coach. Okay, so you think Josh McCown's path back to the NFL, He's that, that somehow – He's going to wake up from this dream that he almost became a head coach of the Houston Texans, and he's going to wake up and go, all right, I guess time to go to work and go be a quarterback's coach somewhere. Well, he's coaching his son. It's the second son. It's his last year at Rusk High School. The one he coached last year went to Colorado. This one will go somewhere, so then he'll be ready to come to the NFL and work his way up to be an head coach. But now, say Jeff Saturday does real well. Mm -hmm. They do real well under him, which isn't going to happen because they don't have a quarterback. But if they did, I still don't think Josh McCown's going to be named a head coach without being an assistant coach. How can a franchise be that stupid to do something like that? Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oops. Um, so, uh, before we get to the next question, I just want to stick with this Jeff Saturday, Frank Reich, that whole storyline with you. Did you happen to watch any of Ursay's press conference last night? No, I was at a gallery sports. Celebrity oh, dinner at State right. Forty Eight. That's right. Okay, and th- that's right. You were hanging out with celebs. 
uh, the paparazzi were following you around town. I forgot about that. <laughs> um, so um, Chris Ballard, John, at one point along the way, Jim Irsay was asked, is Chris Ballard safe for 2023? You know, is Chris coming back? And, and Chris Ballard sitting to Irsay's right. Chris is sitting to his right. Saturday sitting to his left. Ursay gave literally, I timed it, like a four-minute answer about this. I mean, the overall upshot of it was, yes, he's coming back. But Chris Ballard, John, looked like he wanted to crawl into a hole pretty much the whole press conference, but especially when Ursay was talking about him. Um, do you – what do you think, Ballard? Like, like heart of hearts, if you gave him truth serum, what does he think about this Jeff Saturday thing? I think he thinks it's crazy. He's a good general manager. He was a longtime scout, personnel guy, assistant GM, had multiple offers, and he went to the Colts because they had a franchise quarterback in place. And he's very popular. I'm sure Frank, I'm sure Frank Reich is relieved, and I think Ballard would be relieved as well because Jim Mercy has taken more of a hands-on role than any time uh, since they got there, including benching Carson Wentz. I mean, getting rid of Carson Wentz after a year, benching Matt Ryan so he didn't get injured, so you owe him an extra twelve million next year. And I'm not so sure that a veteran coach like Reich, whose job's on the line, would not go to Nick Foles instead of Guy Erlinger who's never thrown a pass. Yeah. So it looks like Ursay's running the show. Now, I know Peyton Manning wants to run a franchise. He told me that years ago. And uh, he knows Ursay inside and out. But uh, would Ursay reach out to him and let it, offer him a chance to oversee Everything would Peyton accept it, knowing how much Ursay has interfered lately. Those are a lot of questions that need to be asked. They're going to be fun to follow because it's just so crazy. And remember, Frank Wright got the job because Josh McDaniels accepted. Yeah. And then he reneged and stayed in New England, supposedly to be the heir apparent to Bill Belichick. And after this season or next, he may be back in New England. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. But yeah, no, a terrible job. McDaniel's might be the next one to get fired, John. You never know. <laughs> like it's some of these, some of these teams, John, that are that are failing miserably this year. It's it's wild. If the season ended today, the Raiders would have the third pick in the draft. They traded for Devontae Adams in the offseason. Like they made a move. I mean, that's it, it's not actually not dissimilar to the Texans in the Laramie Tunsil trade. Remember, they wound up with the third pick in the draft after going all in on a left tackle. And I believe the, the Cleveland. Um, the pick they got with the defensive back was a lot higher than the Oilers, the Texans thought it would be when they made that trade uh, with Brock Osweiler. Yeah, I can't remember. It's their best corner from Ohio. No, Denzel Ward. That was that. That Denzel Ward. That was the pick that they traded for Deshaun Watson. That they moved used to move up to get Deshaun Watson. The pick you're talking about that they stapled to Brock's face on the and left him in the on the curb for Cleveland to come pick up was a second-round pick that turned into Nick Chubb. 
So okay, well that one was bad enough, but even the first one, the Texans had no idea it was going to be as as high as it was. Yeah, no, but the Browns had the Texans first and second round pick that same season, and they used it for Denzel. They used the first pick on Baker Mayfield. That was their own pick. They used the fourth overall pick, which was the Texans on Denzel Ward, and then they used the thirty fourth overall pick on Nick Chubb. I mean, that's wow. how that's how you turn a trade into a bonanza and look where the Browns are. <laughs> and, the, and what did the Browns need to do? They needed to actually go get Deshaun Watson. <laughs> that's, a, <laughs> that's how crazy it is. That's a, Hey John, one last thing on Frank Reich. This is from Wale um, from the mailbag. And by the way, if you want to hit us with a, a mailbag question, H O U mailbag at gmail.com um, about Frank Reich. What is the prospect of Reich becoming the Texans next OC? I believe he was credited for the Eagles offense that won the Super Bowl. He did a great job coaching then. They gave Doug Peterson most of the credit, but Reich's the one that coached Nick Bowles. And uh, Reich got a lot of credit when he was quarterback coach in San Diego. And uh, uh, I forgot who was offensive coordinator. He became a head coach of the Titans. And, oh, Wizenhunt. Uh, yeah, Ken Wizenhunt got the credit. So I don't know. I just think this, unless the Titans make a dramatic turnaround, I do not think Pep Hamilton should be back as offensive coordinator because they have just been terrible. They've been inconsistent and they have been awful in the fourth quarter. Do you trust the Texans to replace Pep Hamilton with an OC that would be, uh, that would be someone you'd want Bryce Young to be coached by right now, John? I would want, yeah, Nick Casario to get somebody proven. Somebody who's done it, the proven developer of quarterbacks and a proven play caller could be somebody got hurt, you know, but uh, no, I would have no problem with Nick making that decision. Yeah. Well, Reich fits that, that fits that bill, Wale. Uh, so that was a, a good question. Wale has one other question, John, given how the offense performed in the first half of the Eagles game without Cooks, is it too far-fetched to wonder uh, whether or not Cooks was actually putting it all out there? Maybe that would have given the Texans the mindset to trade him. What did you... I guess just to, to reframe the question, John, what are your thoughts on Cooks's effort of late while he was on the field for the Texans, knowing full well that he wanted to get moved out of here? Well, he wasn't getting open. I don't blame that. He should, you know, he should have been playing better so he could get out of here. And uh, that was ridiculous that Nick Casario was off at wanted a second round pick, like Adam Schefter reported. I had not heard that, but if that's what he was offering, then. If that's what he was asking for, he knew he wasn't going to get it. And I don't have a problem with Cooks's effort. He's never been the kind of guy who was going to quit. And then he quit on his team after he didn't get traded. I would not make him captain again. And uh, and whatever they're going to get for him before the draft is not what they could have gotten for him before the trade deadline. So they may backfire on Casario. A couple more. This is from Barrett in Webster. Damian Pierce is on pace for over 300 carries. Is this even a responsible usage of what could be one of the Texans' best players moving forward? John, how concerned are you about Damian Pierce's usage right now? I think that they need to be – they need a backup running back who can take some of the carries off of him. Now, he wasn't used much in college, so he didn't come in with a lot of wear and tear on his wheels. So I don't have as much problem with it now, but he's going to start to get beat up. They need somebody if they're going to be a run first – team like Lovey Smith and Pep Hamilton are always talking about. If you're going to be a run first team, you better have a second back who can come in and touch the ball eight to 10 times a game. And right now they do not have that.
They do not. John, I'm looking at the, the rankings, the rushing leaders in the NFL right now, just based on yards. The Damian Pierce is currently sixth. Um, the Texans just faced the running back who is currently seventh, Miles Sanders, um, last week. But this is the this is the bigger picture. The five running backs ahead of Damian Pierce right now, John. Fifth, Travis Etienne. Texans play him. Fourth, Josh Jacobs. Just played him. Third, Saquon Barkley. Play him this weekend. Second, Nick Chubb. Play him in week 13. First, Derrick Henry. They play him again, and he runs for over 200 yards against them on the regular. So, John, this rushing defense that you and I have been talking about on this podcast and on the radio for the entire season and how bad it is, that's what their dance card looks like right now. Anybody who is somebody who's running the football well in the NFL either just played or is about to play the Houston Texans. They could have the worst run defense in NFL history, certainly the worst in franchise history. And when we talk about all their needs in draft, quarterback, wide receiver, tight end, uh, another safety, uh, maybe a linebacker. They better start with their defensive line. We know they need a pass rusher. And if they can't stop the run, they better get two interior guys who can. Because right now, when it comes to the run, that front seven has been terrible. Last one, John. Chris in Atlanta just uh, wants to know flat out, is it perfectly acceptable for a grown man to weep openly after his team makes the last out of the World Series? Absolutely it is. I think a lot of people did, and there's nothing to be ashamed about. Did you weep, John? Did you cry? No, I was too busy working to cry. <laughs> have you Have you ever cried at a sporting event? Uh, no, not even Baylor games. Last time I cried, other than when my parents died, was when uh, – Bonnie and Clyde got killed in 1967, and when Old Yeller had to be put down when I was a child and watched Old Yeller. John, what's it like to walk around with a vacant chasm of a soul that doesn't even shed tears for for years and years and years? What's that like? Uh, It's just not my personality. There you go. All right. Uh, John, what do you got going on these days? I I wrote a column for Gallery Sports yesterday about – Looking ahead, and I rewrote it before we came in to reflect Dusty Baker saying he would be back. And uh, I'll have observations in the morning on SportsRadio610.com on the Texans in their next game against the Giants. And I've written so many Astros columns lately, and it's been so much fun writing about a winner. I don't know how I'm going to transition back or transition down to writing columns about the Texans again. John, I just gave you an Astros topic, or I didn't, but uh, who gave that to us? Joey and Katie. Just do one on the do one on the free agents coming up, and do they keep I've them? got all that in my column today that was posted yesterday. Okay, all right. Well, I, you could divide it up into like eight columns and go do one on each free agent, John. <laughs> People want to know what your take on Aledmus Diaz is right now, and I think you can get a good 500 words out of that. I think I could, too. Yep, absolutely. All right, good stuff, John. Uh, we appreciate Figgy Fig for getting this podcast out to you guys. Uh, we'll be dropping another one tomorrow. Uh, we'll be previewing the Giants and the Texans and uh, doing a little for real or fugazi, taking a look around the NFL and all the storylines going on. So with that, we are done. We are out of time for the Hall of Famer, John McClain, who, of course, you can find on SportsRadio610.com and GallerySports.com, and myself, Sean Pendergast. We appreciate all of you tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow with another episode of the Utopia Football Podcast. Have a great day, everybody.